Hello, hello, hello. I'm Chris Lingle. We are here in the Storm Shelter at Donkey Fish Studios in awesome Austin, Texas. And you are now in the storm. Well, we got to talk about Hawaii. My heart goes out to the people in Hawaii. All of us here at the storm, uh, our heart goes out to the people in Hawaii. The death tolls at over 100. 25% of the island had been searched when I wrote this about three weeks ago. I'm, I'm sure the entire island's been searched so far. Thousands still remain missing. Um, let's face it, guys. They're not missing. They're disintegrated. Um, all of our hearts here at the storm go out to the people of Maui. Um, it's horrendous what has happened there. Children were sent home from school without their parents being notified and they're part of the thousands that are missing. Um, water was not turned on for five hours while the storm moved at 60 miles an hour across the island. I don't know what's going on there, but something's going on and my heart does go out to the people of Maui. Those that survived, most of them, they literally ran for their lives. These fires must have been, seemed to have been chasing them. A thousand degree firestorms jumping across the island with near hurricane force winds, melting fire trucks along the way. Text Hawaii 90999. Again, that's 90999. Text Hawaii 90999 to make a $10 donation. That's the American Red Cross. Those folks need all the help they can get. Well, let's move on. Um, Indictments in Georgia, the Trump indictments, 18 others right here, including Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman. Hell, they've even indicted one of Kanye West communication guys. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis is using RICO statutes to prosecute Trump and 18 others on 2020 election interference. It's mind-boggling. You better not be working with Trump or you will be the next person to visit the Reichsführer Himmler at the Schustafel headquarters. On second, start stand up and come with me now, please. Hmm. You think that's not how it's going to be? I can tell you that's exactly how it's going to be. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis is using RICO statutes to prosecute Trump she should be using RICO statutes to prosecute Biden. The charges against Trump include tampering with the election equipment, along with a host of very broad accusations that even the most, the most prudent in jurisprudence have said it, this is bullshit. Um, apparently, the indictment was released to the media before the grand jury even voted on it. Um, when asked about the leak, Fanny, hmm, Fannie Willis, she's not an expert on clerks. The clerks leaked it. She's not an expert on clerks. Hmm. Trump turned himself in the day after the debates in which he had not participated. Uh, supposed to be cameras in the courtroom. Schumer wants them. Trump wants them. We all want them. We should have them. We should demand transparency in that courtroom. Um, 
they want everyone to see this shit show. That's why this mugshot was released. Talk about your colossal backfires. That mugshot has galvanized. That mugshot right there has galvanized Trump supporters. The more you indict, the more we unite. Here's what happens when you put out Trump's mugshot. Hmm. <laughs> Merch, T-shirts, mugs, hats, ties. I put his mugshot as my profile picture in solidarity with President Trump over this bullshit. You should too. They even have Trump trading cards with a mugshot right now. Mine's in the mail. I can't wait till it gets here. The following is a dramatization, but just as believable as give your money to the government and they can change the weather. They're lying to us about climate change, okay? What's going on is not climate change. The sun is fucking expanding. I know it's been expanded for a long time, billions of years, but it's accelerating. Now it's running out of fuel. This is not climate change. This is not regular weather. It's running out of fuel. It's beginning to expand. The hydrogen core is imploding as we speak. We're all doomed. You're going to see a bright light nine minutes later. You're gone. It's not climate change. There's a word for climate change already. It's called weather. Now it's called summer. They know we're all gone by Christmas. They're just not telling us. They told us it was going to take another 4 billion years, but all us horrible Americans have been driving our F-150s, using our gas stoves and our hot water heaters, running our air conditioners in the summer in our homes, heating our homes in the winter. All of us nasty Americans. We had that nasty industrial revolution that pulled us into the 20th century. We built centers of commerce out of steel and concrete. We eat meat and cows fart. Damn. We should have been eating bugs all this time. Well, we're now going to pay for all that debauchery. You just wait. The sun is expanding now, and by November, it's all over. You don't need to worry about November of 2024. You need to worry about November of 2023. Remember, this is a dramatization. We can fix this, though. Don't give up hope. We can move to all electric really fast. It'll work. It'll reverse the process. It'll solve the problem. All we have to do is move to fucking batteries. We can charge them with unicorn pee and fairy dust. Or maybe dilithium crystals. It's not going to work. I walked outside yesterday. I was sprayed a little with a sprinkler. Steam came off my skin. I heard it. It's even brighter outside now because the sun is closer. Three months from now, you're going to be sitting around and going, hey, is it hot in here? Or You're just gone. The sun got you. It got us all. Well, as I said, that was just a dramatization. Let's all get our life jackets on, batten down the hatches, and steer this ship into the storm. I read an article in American Spectator from Mark Hendrickson. It was back on August 8th. You got to understand, some of this copy was written three weeks ago. It's been crazy at the Lingle House. Um, apparently, back in May, John Kerry, America's climate envoy, 
address the Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate Summit. My God, it sounds like a Klaus Schwab arm of the World Economic Forum. I'll bet it is. We've talked about how Carrie and his ilk are driving us all to batteries, and we're going to charge them with wind and solar. Absolutely. I'm sure that's going to work. Go get your $80,000 Tesla, or do like Geraldo. Go get your $275,000 E-Bentley to weather the storm. No more gas stoves, no more gas furnaces, no more gas hot water heaters, thermostats at 80 degrees in the summer until they mandate an increase to 82, and they'll control it remotely, and you will not be able to override it. We's all going all electric. They should have another World's Fair next year, like the one in 1893 in Chicago when Tesla lit up the world. Grover Cleveland hit a switch and over 100,000 incandescent light bulbs sparked to life. Electricity was going to light the world, and it did. It was powered by coal back then, almost exclusively. Of course, we could not do this today. They've already outlawed incandescent light bulbs. Um, the world is, had discovered uh, alternating current back then. Um, it was a novelty. What you have in your outlet, when you light your lamp, when you turn on your TV or you turn on my podcast, it's alternating current. Unless you're doing it from your cell phone, and that's DC. That's why you have to recharge it all the time. Edison was pushing DC power along with J.P. Morgan. DC power sucked. It was low voltage. It was inefficient. They're still grossly inefficient. They're batteries. That's what batteries are. They're DC power. We're going to have to do a segment on the show about Edison and Tesla, Westinghouse and Morgan, and the feud over AC and DC power. It's a fascinating story. It's about a wonderful time of innovation in the free market. That's why your house is powered today. Innovation in the free market. But let's get back to Purple Heart Boy, John Kerry, and the Agriculture Innovation Mission for Climate Summit. Interestingly enough, John Kerry stated as fact that agriculture produces 26 to 33% of carbon dioxide emissions in the United States. 26 to 33%. Can you believe that? Well, you shouldn't. He was, of course, calling for drastic changes in American agriculture to offset that 22 to 26 to 33% of emissions. Funny. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Environmental Protection Agency have the number at around 11%. Now, this article in the American Statesman pointed something out that I did not realize until I read it. The notion that CO2 drives temperature increases could be just hogwash. Now, I'm not saying it is. I'm sure there's several theories to debunk this. I'm sure there's several theories to go along with it. But scientist W. Jackson Davis documents an overall negative correlation between global temperatures and atmospheric conditions over the last two million years. 
a negative correlation. In other words, CO2 goes up, uh, atmospheric temperatures go down. According to NASA, the dominant greenhouse gas in the atmosphere by far is water vapor. Again, I haven't researched this. Look it up for yourself. I didn't bring receipts on this. One theory proposed is that due to the underwater eruption of uh, Hunga Tonga, it's a long name of volcano, I'm just going to leave it at Hunga Tonga, in January of 2022, as well as generating a tsunami that was 300 feet high, this volcano generated an enormous plume of water, water vapor, into the stratosphere. The plume was equal to 10% of all the water vapor that was in the stratosphere at that time. So a 10% increase. That layer of vapor is expected to remain there for several years, resulting in a small temporary warming effect. You want to know why we're enjoying one of the longest stretches of days over 100 degrees in the ATX? Perhaps you should consider El Nino or a 10% increase in water vapor in the stratosphere from a volcanic eruption underwater and understand weather is cyclic. Weather patterns are cyclic. The earth tilts. It wobbles. The orbit varies ever so slightly from time to time. That is what drives weather, along with that big ball of hydrogen in the sky called the sun. It's been driving it for billions of years. It's going to continue to drive it until the sun actually does expand when it runs out of fuel and destroys us all several billion years from now. Mm. Back to Kerry, though. He made this idiotic statement. You just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Well, the author of this article splendidly points out that because the planet has gradually and moderately warmed since the end of the Little Ice Age at the beginning of the 1900s, agricultural production has multiplied. Between mildly warmer temperatures, lengthening growing seasons, and the sizable shrinkage of desert areas due to the enrichment of the atmosphere by increased amounts of CO2, plant food, it has become possible to sustain over 8 billion human beings. I couldn't have said it better myself. Mr. Henderson goes on to point out that if these climate change, climate change alarmists were really serious about the evils of CO2 in the atmosphere, they'd go after China with everything they had. China's coal consumption has skyrocketed over the last 20 years. Coal accounts for 63% of electricity generation in China, making them the number one consumer contributor to increased concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere. Yet nobody says shit. Tell me again where solar panels and big giant batteries are being made. They're being made in China, and they're being made with coal. China burns six times the amount of coal the U.S. burns, and you can bet the Chinese don't give a shit 
about how they produce it or how they burn it. They don't produce it cleanly or environmentally friendly as the United States does. And you can bet your ass they don't care about burning it cleaner or more efficiently either. The United States does both better, more cleanly, more efficiently, because that's what we do. You're not going to do shit reducing our carbon footprint with coal. You might want to start with China and India. China burns more coal than the rest of the world combined. But you need to buy an electric car. You need to turn your thermostat to 80 in the summer and 60 in the winter. You need to get rid of your gas stove. You need to get rid of your gas furnace or your gas hot water heater or your gas grill or your hot plate or your fucking Zippo lighter. You need to eat bugs. You need to lower your standard of living. And these elitist pricks are tired of us gluttonous Americans doing whatever we want and living comfortably with cheap, reliant energy. They just can't fucking stand it. Carrie can fly to Davos on a private jet he doesn't own. And you and me, you and me, will be taking the electric bus to the job we are assigned to. China can burn coal to their heart's content, and China can keep writing checks to the Biden family. That way, no one fucking cares. Thank you, Mr. Hendrickson, and all the fine folks at the American Statesman for the insight provided by that beautiful article. Now, I've been asking myself, and I'm sure you have too, when we talk about the Biden family and the bribes and the money, and well, what did Biden do in return for the money handed to him from foreign entities, now estimated at around $50 million? Well, he fired the prosecutor, sure. He bragged about that on national television because he's an idiot. What else did he do? Ukraine got about $1.5 billion. I think it was $1.6 billion. He said he held up the billion, but I think it was about $1.6 billion. Call me out on it if you think I'm wrong. I'm sure Burisma, or a subsidiary thereof, got their cut. Let me tell you what else Joe Biden did besides get that prosecutor fired. Joe Biden stole classified documents. And we all know now that he was well compensated. Joe Biden was the vice president when he stole those classified documents. He had no authority to do so. He had no authority to declassify them and remove them from a secure location. Only the president has the authority to do that, and Trump's already been arrested for it. He removed these documents from a secure location with no authority to declassify them. He stole them. They were at the Penn Biden Center. Excuse me, the China Penn Biden Center. China had free access to the Penn Biden Center where those documents were stored in some bullshit office. Well, and let's, let's see. He had documents in his 67 Corvette that damn near burned up in a kitchen fire. We'll talk about that later. He had documents in his 67 Corvette in his house. Well, who had access to those? Hunter Biden. Who was Hunter Biden doing business with? The fucking Chinese. Are you kidding me? 
Hunter Biden was at the residence. He had free access to these documents. He was jetting to China. He was jetting to the Ukraine. How do you think this works? China had access to the Penn Biden Center. If you didn't know how it works, well, maybe now you fucking do. Well, now, because of public scrutiny, there's a special prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case. And guess who it is? It's David Weiss. Weiss, the U.S. attorney for the District Court of Delaware. He's been running the Hunter Biden investigation for four years. Four years. Half of the violations against Hunter Biden, the statute of limitations is run out on, while David Weiss has run the investigation for four fucking years. Hunter thought he offered him immunity in perpetuity, and he probably did. That's why the judge blew up the pre-deal, uh, the, the plea deal. Now, David Weiss is a special prosecutor. It's interesting. The Justice Department, by statute, requires special prosecutors to be appointed from outside the agency. The regulation clearly states that the special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government. End quote. Even Alan Dershowitz, a staunch liberal, said he thinks the appointment is wrong, not only because Weiss is from inside the government, but, well, imagine this, because Weiss approved that rag of a plea deal that Judge Noriega exploded with a nuclear weapon. Dershowitz said this to Just the News, no noise, in an interview not too far back. I surely wouldn't have appointed a man from Delaware where there's a lot of home cooking that goes on. The Bidens live in Delaware. Hmm. Who made a sweetheart deal that I predicted on your show was not accepted. That's what Dershowitz said, not me. That's Alan Dershowitz. It's all political theater. I never thought I would live to see it. Got to get rid of the bad orange man at all costs. Just another tidbit of info that you may not be aware of. I wasn't until I researched it a little bit further. Garland has appointed Weiss's special counsel, but he has not expressly extended the special counsel's mandate to include the influence peddling allegations against President Biden. Hmm. Now, no direct connection. That's what libs, dems, progressives, assholes, whatever you want to call them, say. There's no direct connection. Well, let me tell you something. You can talk to any cabinet member. You can talk to anybody, a press secretary, anybody who's ever come into government, a Secret Service agent. Let me tell you something. These people take an oath. They don't take an oath to not commit crimes or improprieties. They take an oath to be above even the appearance of impropriety. To be beyond reproach. This is not a novel concept. This is what the president should be, beyond reproach. This is what anybody acting in government should be, beyond reproach. Look at the ethics alone on this Joe Biden bullshit. Hunter Biden's on Air Force Two. There he is on the stairs, right there on the plane with daddy. 
There's phone calls and texts. Joe Biden is on speakerphone with 20 people in a room with Hunter and, and Devin Archer, and he's talking about the weather and how everybody's kids are. He's not talking about anything but that. Uh, nobody's getting any money. Oh, wait. Hunter's getting money. And it's being dispersed through shell companies. Uh, you all know it. You've watched the news. Biden repeatedly assures all of us that Hunter was not representing the U.S. government. He wasn't working for the U.S. government. Then why was Hunter looped in on emails and text chains pertaining to U.S. government business? There's no other reason why. I mean, come on, guys. It's right out there. There's no direct connection, my ass. Dinners with associates? Who paid for the dinner? Who paid for it? Biden had a free meal. How about the appearance of impropriety? You want to know what appearance, a lack of appearance of impropriety looks like? It's Joe Biden. Um, Biden helped aid, held up aid to Ukraine until they fired a prosecutor that was investigating a company that was paying his son $100,000 a month at least. His son had no experience in the energy sector. They picked him up in a crack house and put him on the board of an energy company, paying his son millions. Zero experience in the energy sector. Biden gave him six hours to decide whether they wanted to fire the prosecutor or not, bragged about it on national television, and they fired that prosecutor, and they got their billion dollars. Now, he admitted on television that then-President Obama was okay with all of this. Remember? Mm. I said, call him. The guy said, you're not the president. You can't hold up that aid. Biden said, call him. My plane's leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the billion dollars. You remember that? You can look it up. It's out there on Google all over the Internet. Obama knew what Biden was doing, and he was okay with it. Do you think the big guy wasn't getting his cut? Merrick Garland a month ago said there's no need to appoint a special prosecutor, a special counsel excuse me, in the Biden case. He has since bowed to public scrutiny and appointed Mr. Weiss, an illegitimate appointment from the start. He works in justice. He's already compromised. Sweetheart plea deal, immunity and perpetuity. He's already proven, hell, he's let the statute of limitations run out on half of these charges. Trump got a special counsel for a phone call to Putin's lapdog, Poroshenko, then president of Ukraine, asking about what Jim Jordan and Matt Gantz are investigating right now. <clears throat> Merrick Garland is Biden's lapdog. The only reason there's a special counsel is because of the visibility of this case, uh, and it's receiving visibility because of Jim Jordan and his committee and a few select news outlets Trump is indicted for a phone call to Ukraine asking about Biden malfeasance in Burisma. He's also indicted on a phone call to Georgia to tell Republicans there to find the votes necessary to win 
and he questioned the results of the 2020 election publicly. The election in 2020 wasn't stolen? Really? Okay. Let's look back on that for just a second. The FBI suppressed a laptop for over a year. And then, before and after Biden was elected, they continued to nurture the idea that it was Russian disinformation. We heard this shit all through the Trump presidency, Russian collusion, Russian disinformation, yada, 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 yada. The FBI knew. They had the laptop in 2019. The insurance policy in 2016 failed. So the Democrats moved from an insurance policy to a scorched earth policy. Six states stopped counting in the middle of the night, sent observers home, boarded up the windows, and then started counting again. I stayed up all night, and I watched that shit. Don't tell me it didn't happen. 20,000 mules, not 2,000, trucked in mail-in ballots until they got the number they needed to win, and they did it again in 2022. They'll do it again in 2024 if we let them. Let's look at Trump's court dates coming up, and let's talk about election interference. The one that stands out the most is the date for the J6 trial in D.C. In Washington, D.C., It's set for March 4th. Super Tuesday is literally the next fucking day. You have got to be kidding me. It's primary day, and the day before, your political opponent is going to trial. Look at the bananas. Look at them. That's where you're going. That's what you better get ready to sell, because that's what you're going to have. Nothing more than that. They waited two and a half years to bring these charges. What's the rush? What is the rush all of a sudden? Oh, we can't let the bad orange man into office. September 6th is arraignment in the Georgia courts. October 2nd, some civil suit bullshit starts. October 23rd, the Georgia trial starts. Another civil suit starts on January 15th. And guess what starts on January 15th? The Iowa caucuses. A class action suit is is set to start on January 29th. Now, Super Tuesday is March 5th. And again, we all know the Georgia trial starts on March 4th. It's bullshit. The NYC, uh, the New York City hush money trial starts on March 20th. The classified document trial starts on May 20th. The Republican National Convention is July 15th, and Election Day is November 5th of 2024. Barring all of this, if they don't get him at trial and they can't throw him in jail, and they're not going to because none of these cases have any merit. Everybody knows it. Every legal scholar has said it. I don't know why somebody hasn't impeached, hasn't impeached the district attorney in Georgia for overstepping her boundaries. But all of that fails. They're already talking about the 14th Amendment. 
Now, let me tell you what the 14th Amendment says. The 14th Amendment says, if you've been convicted of launching an insurrection, you can't run for office. You're ineligible. You ever wonder why when those people stormed the Capitol on January 6th, they immediately started calling it an insurrection? Now, there were people that were burning cities in the summer of 2020. They never called it an insurrection. Let me tell you something. This is the insurance policy to the insurance policy to the insurance policy. The 14th Amendment. We no longer live in a constitutional republic. We live in a banana republic. America has got to wake up. And Republicans need to take the gloves off, put the cage up, and start the match. They've gone scorch, scorched earth. Republicans need to answer in kind. You want your Republican representative to fight like the third monkey going up the ramp to Noah's Ark and it's starting to fucking rain. And if your Republican representative has been there longer than one term, certainly longer than two terms, they ain't gonna fight that hard. Let me tell you something. These guys refuse to put term limits on themselves. You have term limits. You have term limits. Vote them out. Vote them out. Vote every incumbent out of office. If they've been in longer than two terms, vote them out. I can't believe you people in California keep voting for Nancy Pelosi and, and, and uh, oh, God, who's the other one? I can't believe it. I don't know. Same thing with New York, Chuck Schumer. Same thing with Kentucky and Mitch McConnell. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you've been in longer than two terms, get the fuck out. And if you won't get the fuck out, you people need to vote them out. They have your interests not at heart at all. They don't care. Vote every incumbent out of office. That's how you start fresh. That's how you drain the swamp. Go nuclear. Go nuclear. When the House is back in session, launch the impeachment inquiry. I'm not wild about dueling impeachments, but it would appear that with the weaponization of the FBI, with Merrick Garland at the head of the snake, blocking investigations at every turn, Garland has effectively forced the Republicans' hands. Congress has a duty to confirm any high crimes or misdemeanors by President Biden, including retroactive impeachment for his time as VP. According to Jonathan Turley, the Dems have already set a precedent for that. Retroactive impeachment. Um, Biden was guilty as VP. He's guilty of sin as president. He needs to go to jail. I'm with Turley when he says, with the current state, of the Hunter Biden investigation and the baffling conduct of Attorney General Garland, there is no alternative for the House but to launch the impeachment inquiry. Now, in case you don't know, Jonathan Turley is quite the scholar on constitutional law, and he serves as the Shapiro Chair for Public Interest Law at the George Washington University School of Law. 
He's a pretty smart fella. You might want to listen to him. Hmm. Now, the next guy I got to salute is this guy, Matt Getz. He's awesome. DeSantis 2028, my ass. Getz 2028. He's the man. This past weekend, Matt Getz, well, it was actually a couple weeks ago, Matt Getz threatened to call Jack Smith before a congressional special committee after the special counsel filed new charges against Trump. Now, I wish that I could find the video, but I can't. It's been scrubbed. I cannot find it. So I'm going to quote Getz a little bit. I apologize for this. I know it's kind of lame. But I got to tell you what the guy said. He said House Republicans should immediately demand that Jack Smith present himself for a transcribed interview with the Judiciary Committee in the next 15 days. If he does not want to do that, we should send a subpoena. If he ignores the subpoena, we should hold him in criminal contempt of Congress so that he is the first prosecutor in American history to prosecute a case while himself under criminal contempt. Matt Getz is a genius. If Merrick Garland doesn't enforce that contempt, Getz continues, then we should impeach Merrick Garland. To showcase how political and indeed dirty this has all become, we can utilize congressional immunities to immunize President Trump. (laughs) Statutory law since upheld by SCOTUS that gives any committee or subcommittee of the Congress to pow- the power to subpoena a witness, bring them in, and partially immunize them. Wouldn't that be a poke in the eye for Democrats? Now, it's not going to happen, because obviously that was about three weeks ago, and it hadn't happened yet. But, Getz goes on to say, it is imperative that we stand up for Congress Congress's equities when it comes to election interference, when it comes to misuse of the Department of Justice. This is all an effort to distract us from the very real crimes committed by Joe and Hunter Biden. It's not a coincidence that Joe Biden is going to the beach now, but it is especially not a coincidence that on the heels of their former business partner, Devin Archer, saying that Joe Biden was functionally the closer the guy that gave credibility to the Biden brand so they could engage in their international influence peddling. Their indictment reads like a torturing of the First Amendment protected activity. Getz has introduced legislation to defund uh, Jack Smith's investigation. Obviously, it's not passed. Um, They're attacking our democracy, Getz says, and engaging in election interference right now. And he's right. The United States Congress has the capacity to stop this election interference, and we must act immediately. The House should fire back in any way they can. The Republican nominees should be talking about the evils of this kind of thing whenever they can, wherever they go. This guy, big boy, look at him in his beach chair, sunning on the beach that he shut down to everybody in New Jersey during the pandemic. Just to point that out. This should be a time of, of, uh, this should not be a time of division among Republicans. (laughs) Mike Pence needs to be ignored. He's irrelevant. Someone needs to tell Chris, Chris Christie to shut up and go back to his beach chair. He's worthless. 
He was bought into the, into the race just to throw shade on Trump. He's a rhino. He's been irrelevant ever since Obama visited New Jersey after Sandy. Um, it was a love fest. Look at him. Look at how happy he is. His sugar daddy came to see him. Mm. Dems have two candidates. And liberals can't stand Kennedy. Democrats can't stand a Kennedy. Would you have ever thunk it? Republicans have 12 candidates and counting. 11 of them are praying that Trump gets hammered. And that is a fucking shame. They all know it's wrong. They all know it's bullshit. They all know if, if they can do this to Trump, they can do it to them, and they can do it to you, and they can do it to me. Vivek Ramaswamy is a beacon among the Republican field in this regard. Uh, he will pardon Trump if he gets elected. He's been screaming that this is wrong. Now, he hasn't been screaming that loud, but he's been screaming louder than everybody else. We got to start playing by their rules. Do you know what their rules are? They have no rules. You got to start playing by their rules. They have no rules. We have to take the gloves off. We have to unite and conquer. Unite behind the best candidate in the primaries. Then you got to unite behind whoever wins the Republican nomination. Whoever wins the primary, you got to unite behind that person in the general in 2024, even if you don't like them. Don't not vote, because not vote is a vote for Biden. They're going to have 10 million bullshit votes, so you got to vote. Unite behind the best candidate that can win the election for the Republicans in 2024. If we do not take the White House back, we do not gain seats in the Senate and House, the Republic is probably lost. Look where we're at now. Where do you think we'll be in five years if Obama wins a fourth term? You think what you've seen now is bad? They've unleashed a pandemic on us to get the bad man out of office. They bullshitted an election to get the bad man out of office. They bullshitted another election to keep maintain their seats in the Senate. Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. Whatever you do, do not let them implement central bank digital currency. It'll be the end of your life as you know it. They're also going to implement an unrealized gains tax if they get in office in 2024. Do you understand what that means? I'm sure most of you do. For those of you that don't, let me explain it to you. You have a house. You have equity in that house because the value on the house has gone up. An unrealized gains tax will tax you on that increase. They will tax you on your equity Every fucking year. You'll never get ahead. You've not realized that money. You've not seen that money. That money is sitting there in equity in your house. They'll tax you on that shit. You got a baseball card collection? 
Spent $400 on it, waited eight, eight years for it to mature. It's worth $40,000 now. They will tax you on that shit. That's what unrealized gain tax is about. That's what CBDCs are about. Central bank digital currencies. Do not let them do it. Do not let the Democrats take the White House and, and houses of Congress in 2024. You will regret it. I guarantee you. All right, moving on from such dire predictions. It's almost funny. Um, California district attorney is suing Chinos County Schools, along with the New Jersey governor who's suing three school boards in public school. Why are they suing? They're suing because the school board wants to notify parents if a child gender affirms to something other than what they were born to. Apparently, that California district attorney and the New Jersey governor don't think that these children's parents need to know this. They need to keep this information from the parents. People, you need to understand. They can't usher in communism without a couple of things. One of them is your children. They have to drag them into the fray. They can't drag them in kicking and screaming. They got to start early. They've done that. They're working on your kids. You better, you better take back your life in 2024. Sound of Freedom. I read an article from Tony Kinnett in the Daily Signal. Um, it was on August 7th. He said less than a month after liberal and left-wing media outlets slammed the child sex trafficking docudrama Sound of Freedom for supposedly being a rallying point for QAnon supporters, conspiracy theorists, and dads with brain worms. The FBI announced the arrests of 126 suspects in a massive child trafficking investigation. Not sure why we're so against the sound of freedom other than it disrupts the narrative of keeping an open border and allowing human traffickers to smuggle people across the border en masse. Operation Cross Country 13 rescued 59 actively missing children. National Public Radio has covered uh, child trafficking more than 20. They've ch- covered more than 20 or 30 arrests. But they remain silent um, over Operation Cross Country 13. I'm not sure why. Instead of pointing to the problem of human trafficking or applauding the movie, these people marched out professors stating that it was evil to make a movie about child trafficking because it would make victims more invisible and more vulnerable to exploitation. NPR, uh, National Public Radio, described the pro-abortion movie (laughs) happening as timely and urgent and left out any quotes of critics who might not like, might not look favorable in the movie's portrayal of pro-life and pro-choice cultures. Um, DHS estimates that from 240,000 to 325,000 women and children are trafficked in the U.S. annually. 
Again, about a quarter of a million to 325,000 women and children are trafficked in the United States annually in 2023. This is a quote from Tony Kinnett. The attempts by the mainstream media and leftist outlets to discredit Sound of Freedom are less surprising when you consider four of the main areas that aggravate child sexual exploitation. They are the poorest southern border, unaccountable social media platforms, child pornography, and broken families. What woke ideologies don't want to admit is that when people mock the traditional family and encourage soft-on-crime policies, it's children who suffer exploitation and abuse. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Kinnett, uh, for that sage advice. Shouldn't this be a nonpartisan issue? Shouldn't this be something we're all concerned about? Why is the liberal media trotting out people touting the evils of this movie? I, I, I haven't seen it yet. I was going to go see it. We thought our dog was pregnant, so we stayed home. I didn't go see it. It's a long story. Watch the last show. Um, anyway, um, I got to talk about another person. This is, this is I'm sorry, this is, uh, may take a while. I got to get through this. Uh, but it's this is testimony of Meryl Nash. She's a doctor. Um, uh, she's testifying before the Health and Human Services Committee in January of 2022. Um, she says, honorable chairpersons, members, and senators, I write in support of LDH 67s. She basically says there's a lot of reasons why preventing COVID vaccine mandates until adequate, sufficient safety studies have been performed is the right decision for the Maine legislature. Um, she's a doctor practicing in Maine. She was speaking before the Maine legislature. Um, she says COVID vaccines are experimental. Uh, no matter what claims have been made regarding these vaccines, they are not safe and effective, says Dr. Merrill Nass. Safe and effective is an FDA term of art that may only be applied to licensed drugs and vaccines. Basically, what she says is, if it's not a licensed drugs and vaccines, it's investigational. It's experimental. There is no gray area between these drugs in U.S. law. It's either approved or it's not. Now, whether or not research has explicitly conducted the use of experimental products, including those issued under the EUA, falls under the Nuremberg Code and under U.S. law regulating experimental drugs. Now, why am I talking about this? And you'll find out. I'm going to tell you. It goes on to say, U.S. law requires humans receiving experimental products must provide written informed consent. But the PREP Act, creating emergency use authorizations, uh, it was loosened a little bit for the COVID vaccine uh, for which emergency use authorizations products could be used. Um, now, here's the stipulations. Emergency use authorization drugs can be used. Um, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Health and Human Services, I'm assuming, uh, has also authorized the emergency use of the product. Um, the public 
of the significant known and um, the public are informed of the significant known and potential benefits and risk of such use. And number three, here's the kicker. The the public has to be informed of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product. Accept or refuse administration of the product. Of the consequences, if any, of refusing the administration of the product, that means consequences to your health, not being locked in jail. And of the alternatives to the product that are available and of their benefits and risk, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Hmm. Now, she talks about all these vaccines, uh, Moderna, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer. Every vaccine that's used on your child today is under emergency use authorization. None of them are investigated. That's what Bobby Kennedy's so upset about. None of these vaccines are investigated. He's okay with them being used. He just wants them investigated. Now, you want to talk about the COVID vaccine? There is a licensed COVID vaccine. It's called uh, Comirnaty or Comir, whatever, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y, Comirnaty. That's what I'm calling it. It's the only approved COVID vaccine. It's approved by the FDA. It's licensed by the FDA. But you're not getting that vaccine in the United States. I don't even think they're getting it in Europe. What you're getting is the vaccine formula that was authorized under emergency use authorization. Experimental. That's what you're getting. Despite claims to the contrary, the only vaccine currently available in the U.S. is the Pfizer-BioNTech, not the licensed brand, Comirnaty. None of these vaccines are authorized for use except under the emergency use authorization. You deserve informed consent. Um, She goes on to talk about studies that she needs or studies that should be uh, uh, performed. Um, I'm not going to get into it because, God, you'll get bored and change the channel. So I'm going to scroll past it. But I'm going to tell you, these studies were about myocarditis in young people. They were about a lot of the problems that we see in... uh, with these vaccines, I've seen it. I've seen pulmonary emboli. I've seen deep vein thrombosis at least four or five-fold since before the pandemic. I've seen it. I work in cardiology. I've seen it. To sum up, the good doctor says, all available COVID vaccines are experimental products, including booster number six that the administration's going to want you to get for the new variant when they tell you to put your mask on and stay inside and close your fucking business. Anyway, they must legally provide recipients with the right to refuse the vaccine. Mandates negate the right of refusal. Basic safety questions regarding the vaccines have not been resolved. Myocarditis in young people, things of that nature, Blood clots increasing on a four- or five-fold scale. Some of these questions won't be answered until 2027 when the studies I talked about earlier are done. The WHO does not 
recommend broad COVID vaccinations for children. So why is the United States recommending broad COVID vaccinations for children? Parents should be permitted to make individualized decisions regarding their children's risks and benefits from COVID vaccines. Well, we didn't really see that, did we? No one can make a fully informed decision about COVID vaccines until the public has access to complete information on safety and efficacy, which are now not available. Thank you very much for your attention to this, Dr. Merrill Nass, MD. You want to know who's running these trials? I'll tell you who's running them. This rat bastard right fucking here. There he is. I'm keeping my mouth shut for a minute because I just want you to look at the picture. That's what he is. He's a rat fucking bastard. Joseph Mengele? No. Tony Fauci. Anyway, that testimony to the Maine legislature was Tuesday, January 11, 2022. On Wednesday, January 12th, the Maine Board of Licensure ordered the immediate suspension of her license, accusing her of spreading false COVID-19 information, and they ordered her to undergo a psychiatric examination with a 30-day suspension. Hmm. The order claims that Dr. Nass made several false claims in a video interview and on her website that her continuing to practice constitutes an immediate jeopardy to the health and physical safety of the public in the state of Maine. The information received by the board demonstrates that Dr. Nass is or may be unable to practice medicine with reasonable skill and safety to her patients by reason of mental illness, alcohol intemperance, excessive use of drugs, narcotics, or as a result of a mental or physical condition interfering with the competent practice of medicine. Well, my goodness, they really put it to the good Dr. Nass. The state alleges that the good doctor lied and said a patient had Lyme disease when they, in fact, did not, in order to get that patient some hydroxychloroquine for COVID. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, doctor. I salute you. Doctors have gone around the law all along. What do you think doctors did before weed was legal? They went. I know doctors that went out and bought weed on the street for cancer patients for their nausea. I salute you, Dr. Nass. You're a champion. State documents also state that Dr. Nass has indicated she did not intend to comply with masking and vaccine orders that the federal government won't let us find out how many people are immune from less severe or asymptomatic cases and that the government is keeping important information about COVID immunity from the public. Hmm. Sounds like she writes for my show. The state of Maine says that Dr. Mass does not believe in vaccine mandates and she does not believe that federal officials want vaccine passports to mediate your financial transactions and identify where you are at all times. Um, uh, actually, she does believe that federal officials want that. 
she's obviously crazy, and I'll, I'll bet she feels uh, the same way about central bank digital currency that I do. Uh, Maine says Dr. Nass made the assertion that there may be things in these vaccines the government wants to inject in us, and she suggested that vaccination of children was being encouraged for some nefarious reason. I agree, doctor. The state doesn't like that she likes uh, hydroxychloroquine. The state doesn't like that she likes ivermectin. Patented medications, cheap medications that would have cured COVID and would have ridded it from this, and we wouldn't have had to spend $20 billion on vaccines. But I digress. The state doesn't like that she likes those drugs. They don't like that she believes that they work. She went so far as to lie about a patient's disease process to get a drug that we've been handing out like candy since the 1950s. They threw this lady under the bus because she knew we were being lied to and she stood her fucking ground. She's not the only one. They threatened and coerced doctors all over the country if they dissented from Lord Fauci. Here's the real reason they want her silence right here. This is from July, July 27th of this year, and she's right. It's a little long, but it's worth your time. Trust me, please give this a little listen. ...of everything in the world by saying that climate change, we're undergoing a soft coup, and the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. You listening? The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI <laughs> is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Wow. Um, other things that, uh, that amendments do is to bind the state so they're no longer recommendations, but enforceable edicts. Uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Countries around the world uh, also will have the to who obey. Will yeah, thanks, Jack. Um, countries around the world will have to obey because the WHO says there's a pandemic, or the WHO says that we need to do this. Okay, this is the new world order, people. This is what they're trying to do. This is what they're trying to usher in. They want a global governance body, and they think the WHO is the way to do it. And they're going to make us sick in order to get it done. 
vaccines, whatever we need. They got to make us sick. They already did it once. You going to let them do it again? Well, guys and gals, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of The Storm. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed getting it out there. Thank you so much for inviting me along on your morning commute or your stogie and your bourbon on the back porch. Check out all the episodes on Rumble and Spotify. Just search my name. You'll be in the storm in no time. Give us a rumble. Please drop us a comment or three. But most importantly, tell four friends of yours to steer their ship into the storm. Feel free to drop us an email with your thoughts at thestorm.chrislingle at gmail.com, thestorm.chrislingle at gmail.com. We're on all the social media outlets, the storm at Chris Lingle. Uh, check us out. Um, show someone else how to find us. Until next time, my friends, stay strong, stay vigilant. I'll see you next time in the storm.